Last week during worship, uh, Dwayne made the comment that he loved our church because we, we sit in this place where we honor the past, we affirm the creeds, but yet we embrace kind of the newer forms of worship as well. And, and we do all that as a church, clinging to the word of God, which is the absolute bedrock of our faith. Uh, and Dwayne's comment kind of made me smile a little bit because I knew the series that I was about to start today was based on the hymns of our faith. Uh, and what we're going to do over the next few weeks is worship to some classic hymns, but we're also going to learn the story kind of behind those hymns uh, and the theology behind them as well. Uh, but before we begin, I just want to say and take a second to say thank you for your prayers, uh, your prayers for one another and this church uh, for serving and for being in a connect group and uh, your generosity. It, it, it is amazing to me to see what God is doing in this church and in this community. Uh, and, and it's because you're willing to be open to what the Holy Spirit is doing. And it's good once in a while just to take a moment and say, thank you for that. And I wanted to do that this morning. Thank you. Uh, I was moved last week by the, the number of you that that stood and were praying for healing, either for yourself or someone you knew. It, it, it's amazing, isn't it, that we don't know the stories of those who are around us, but we're all in this together. We're all family. In fact, it's the blood of Jesus that unites every single one of us. So give God some praise for that. Um, today, as we start this series, I want to look at the hymn, What a friend we have in Jesus. And here's how that hymn starts. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. And I think Philippians 4, 6 connects with that. It says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God. It is an awesome privilege to be, be, to, be, to be able to go before the presence of God Almighty and bring our requests, our concerns, our petitions before him. And I, I pray as we look at this hymn that your desire to be in the presence of God would just grow exponentially. He longs to be with you. He longs to hear your heart, and he wants to share his heart with you. Too many people, I think, try to make prayer something it's not. Prayer isn't magic. Uh, prayer isn't an arm-wrestling match with God where the winner gets their way. Uh, prayer isn't a chore. It's not a duty of discipline. It is time spent with God who loves us. Uh, sometimes I think we're, we're somewhat intimidated by the presence of God. But remember, God is on your side. Uh, he, he took a bullet for you, except it wasn't a bullet, right? It was three nails, a cross, and a crown of thorns. He is on your side. I want to cover three things that I think often get in the way of our time in prayer with God. Uh, if you're taking notes, you can write them down. Number one, some people make prayer too complicated instead of 
talking to Jesus as a friend. Uh, I grew up with some very godly saints, uh, but have you ever heard someone pray in King James English? Uh, there is all these these and thou's and beseecheth these. And as a kid, I can remember hearing people from my home church praying like that. And I thought, oh my goodness, I can't pray like that. Like, I don't, I'm not even sure what they just said. It complicates things because we don't, and we didn't, I don't <laughs> talk to any other friend like that. Um, if you read the King James Version of the Bible, God bless you. I hope you understand it. Uh, but if you hand that to a teenager today, you will complicate their re relationship with Jesus and possibly the gospel and their prayer life because we, we just don't talk like that anymore. Some people complicate prayer by overstructuring it. They have rules like you got to do it in the morning. Got to have your sweet hour of prayer. You got to spend a lot of time with Jesus. Maybe, maybe in a prayer closet, like you got to have a special place to do it. And, and you, you need to follow the Acts method or the alphabet method or this method. And some structure is good, but don't overcomplicate talking to a God who loves you and wants to hear your heart. Instead of trying to complicate it, instead of trying to fit a mold, just tell him the desires of your heart. Bring the people you love before him, trust him, love on him, because he is your heavenly father. It doesn't require a PhD. Just be real. You don't have to have polished prayers. Uh, there, there always seems to be like one person we know, maybe it's in your connect group, maybe you, it, that prays like an angel, right? And sometimes they can complicate things because, it, you know, they pray and like everybody's impressed, you know, people are crying, they quote scripture and you think, man, my prayers just stink. You know, I'm not praying and especially out loud, not after what they just prayed. Here's what Jesus said about prayer if you're intimidated by the needing to be polished. And when you pray, don't keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. In other words, it's okay to keep it short and sweet. God, in fact, already knows what you're going to ask him. He just loves to hear it from us. You, you don't have to sound like an angel. You don't have to quote scripture during the prayer. Ask him for the desires of your heart. Bring people before him in love and trust that he hears you. Uh, a second thing that I think gets in the way of prayer time sometimes is some people view prayer as boring instead of like talking to a friend. I suppose you could quote scripture on this. Uh, remember when Jesus asked his three closest disciples to pray for him in the, in the garden and he went away and like they all fell asleep. Uh, three different times, they're napping. It's like, this is boring, can't, can't stay awake. I, I hope that none of you had to get an elbow uh, after Pastor Bobby prayed this morning to wake you up. Um, I don't feel like I have the temptation to fall asleep when I pray. It's just that God has trouble keeping my attention. 
Uh, I am like the ADD prayer poster child. Uh, anybody know what I'm talking about? Uh, I get up in the morning and I'm, I'm sitting there with my coffee and I'm in my rocking chair and I'm praying, sipping coffee, and I'm like, oh, look, a piece of popcorn on the floor. <laughs> so I have to put my coffee down, stop praying, get it up, put it, go throw it away, and then come back to my chair. And then, then it's the things of the day, and I'm like, I'm supposed to be praying. Then it's Facebook, then it's email, then it's, I'm like, Jesus, I'm sorry. You know, I'm just so distracted in prayer. I'll share more about that later on, just in case you identify with the ADD praying pastor. But other things get in the way of our prayer time. Sometimes people don't talk to Jesus like a friend because they don't think prayer works. Uh, And I think this goes back to what we were talking about last week when we were praying for healing. We need to hold on to our faith and continue to have a conversation with God Even if his answer is no, he is our friend and he has our best in mind. You didn't do something wrong if God says no. It's not that God can't. It's not that he can't work. It is always a privilege to bring our requests to God in prayer. And he always hears us. God will either perform a miracle of healing and answer a prayer that you've prayed, or he will answer that with the miracle of making his grace sufficient for us. Jesus uh, affirmed his love for us and this friendship in John 15, 15. He said, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I have called you friends for Everything that I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. It was like this two-way conversation between Jesus and the disciples. And he revealed his heart to them. Jesus still wants to reveal to us his heart. He, He calls us friends, not servants. Let me tell you the the powerful story behind this hymn that we're going to sing this morning. What a friend we have in Jesus. It was written by a man by the name of Joseph Scriven. And Joseph lived in the 1800s. That's how old this hymn is. And he lived in Ireland. And he fell madly in love at a very early age. On the day before he was to get married, he and his fiancée had plans to meet by a river, and they, they each rode a horse and were heading towards the river to meet one another. And her horse bucked and threw her off and she hit her head, was unconscious and fell into the river. When Joseph showed up, he found her dead in the water. You can only imagine how devastated he was. In fact, he didn't even want to see Ireland again. He left his country, moved to Canada, But in Canada, he met Jesus, and he fell passionately in love with Jesus. And he decided to dedicate his entire life to the Lord, specifically living out the teachings found in the Sermon on the Mount. You want to read that this afternoon? Matthew chapter 5, it's a great read. He spent the rest of his life taking a vow of poverty, 
In fact, he started splitting wood. He sold everything else and started to split wood for people. But he wouldn't work for anybody that could afford him. He only worked for the handicapped and the destitute. His nickname was the Good Samaritan because he was always helping someone in need. Well, while he was in Canada, a a young lady saw this very godly man and took interest in him. And he took interest in her. And he fell madly in love with Eliza Roach. They were engaged to be married, and weeks before their wedding day, Eliza, at 23 years old, came down with pneumonia and died. Two times, not once, twice, the love of his life had been taken from him. He never fell in love with another woman the rest of his life. Years went by, and he got news that his mother was sick in Ireland and dying. He didn't have the money to go see her because he had taken a vow of poverty. So he wrote a poem that was his life testimony, and he sent it to her. The poem got published, became well-known, and he never took credit for ever penning the words. Years later, a friend saw the original notes from the poem, which had become a hymn, and said, Joseph, did you write the words to that hymn? And Joseph said, well, actually, Jesus and I wrote it together. The poem that he wrote his dying mother as a testimony of his life is the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. Knowing the backstory, listen to some of the words. And we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share. Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. This morning, I kind of want to share just some principles of prayer Because our time with God shouldn't be complicated, it shouldn't be boring, it shouldn't be ineffective, and it should be this intimate time with God. So I want to share three of them with you. We've touched on the first one. That is, talk with Jesus naturally as you would any other friend. Now, he is holy, he is God, and some respect and awe of his presence is good, but he loves you. And he calls you friend. To circle back to Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Just just talk to him. Don't get all uptight. Don't get anxious. Pray, petition, ask for things. Thank him and make your heart known to God. You don't have to do that in King James English. You don't have to have a prayer closet. Uh, You don't have to spend a sweet hour in prayer. I know praying, as that verse says, in every situation, or as Paul says in another verse, without ceasing can be intimidating. But praying without ceasing 
It's more about being constantly aware of the presence of God with you than it is talking nonstop to God. Cultivate that natural conversation with Jesus. I I know this is going to sound weird, okay? But picture him with you. Maybe riding in the passenger seat of the car as you drive to work or sitting with you as you drink a cup of coffee in the morning praying. Uh, I know it sounds silly, but, but it helps us ADD people if we actually can see, imagine somebody sitting next to us. Or, or maybe with you as you're praying with somebody, maybe Jesus, picture him with his hands right on them as you pray. Maybe with you as you take a test in school or at the cafeteria lunchroom. He's real. This, so this isn't like having an imaginary friend, right? Jesus said, I will never leave you or forsake you. Picture him as you pray. It's a way to spend time with Jesus naturally. If you can relate to the ADD praying pastor, maybe walk while you talk to him. Uh, my assistant will tell you I often come in the sanctuary and do laps during the day because like, I have trouble holding still. Uh, when I am off on, on my days off and in the evenings, I go for long walks. Uh, I take the dog. I go out and do laps around people's property. And Jesus and I have lots of conversations together because if I sit still, I get distracted. If I'm moving, like Jesus and I walk together and talk just fine. So overcome your limitations if you have them. Number two, as you talk with Jesus, make sure to spend time listening. You don't have to do all the talking. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. When God was trying to get Samuel's attention, Samuel said this, the Lord came and stood there calling, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, speak, for your servant is listening. It is hard to follow God's leading if we're always talking. Sometimes we just need to listening. And it doesn't have to be like, this mystical listening. If you're reading the Bible, God will speak to you. If you're in worship, God will speak to you. If you're in a connect group, God will use other people to speak to you. Uh, Some doors will close and other doors will open. God will speak to you through circumstances. Listen, pay attention to the voice of God. He speaks in so many ways. As a rule, God desires to speak more than we are ready to listen. But if we take the time, we can discern his voice. Number three, as you're doing life with Jesus, make sure to spend time thanking him and affirming your love for him. If you have an awesome day with family, thank him for that. God, I had such a great time with my son. I had a great time with my daughter. Man, dinner with my wife was awesome. If you see A sunset, maybe tell God he's showing off because it was so awesome. Thank him for his goodness, love, mercy. Don't ever let God wonder if his love for you is one-sided, right? So, So share back with him your feeling blessed and your love for him. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're called to love our father. 
take a deep breath and just say, thank you, Jesus, at the end of a day. It, you don't have to do all of these. This, this isn't a formula. These are just three general principles for talking to God. Sometimes I, I know people that have trouble praying, that have trouble praying out loud. Don't overcomplicate it. Talk to Jesus naturally. Listen some. And just spend some time thanking and affirming your love for him. He's your father, and he loves you. Prayer, prayer may not change your circumstances, but it will always change you. I want you to feel these words again, penned by a man who knew such grief. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. True peace is not found in the absence of problems, but in the presence of our God. Let's pray. God, we give you thanks for the friend that we have in Jesus, who, who bears all of our sins, all of our griefs, who, who takes pleasure, God, in hearing from us and revealing his heart to us. So, God, there are times that we admit we feel totally unworthy, but in your grace, God, this morning, we take joy in your presence. We, you, God, are so amazing. May our love for you and our conversation and our listening be as natural as talking to our best friend.